0: I'll come back to Tarati Mechana Chiyomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Mrs. Michal Horowitz. Today we will continue our study of Sefer Tehillim. We, we are up to Parak Lamed Bez, Chapter 32. In this capital, David HaMelech describes the effects of sin upon the sinner, how a person feels heavy from sin, how a person feels ill and swept away from sin, but ultimately the psalm ends by expressing how Hashem will lead us or lead the sinner along the correct path and that Hashem will forgive the sinner and the righteous ones will sing out with joy. So here we go, Paraklamat Beis, Pasuk Aleph. David a contemplation by David. So here Maskil, what is the meaning of the word maskil, Ketuvim. The word maskil, translated here as contemplation, apparently describes a type of psalm that is primarily introspective in nature. Thoughts to be pondered, rather than a psalm of prayer. Some commentators suggest that masku refers to the name of a particular melody. I think that also, I mean, the shosh of maskel is seichel. Uh, it's a type of wisdom that Hashem grants that we dabble. Through. There's chachma, bina, das, and seichel. Sin, chof, lamid. So the David, a song to David, a contemplation by David, it takes a discerning, wise, understanding person of Seichel to not only contemplate their sin, but to figure out the path back to repentance. The so David miskil, ashrini sui, peshek Chata. What does David say? Fortunate is he whose crime, whose sin is forgiven. Kisui chata, whose sin is covered up. Kisui is from the word lachasot, to cover up. King David is expressing here that fortunate is the one who Hashem covers up his sin, so to speak. It's as if the sin is not seen. And we know with the kolach of teshuvu, when a person really repents, the sin is covered up. It's as if there is no sin anymore. Ashrei Adam lo Hashemlo Hashem lo of unfortunate is the man who God does not consider him any iniquity. Ve'ein berucha remia, and there is in his spirit no um, trickery there is no deceit the psalmist here steinzeltz ketuvim says the steinzeltz ketuvim says the psalmist admits i do not always feel i have attained the spiritual height of being without iniquity but at least i honestly try to achieve repentance and that should be true of all of us we strive for repentance we try to be better knowing that sometimes we will stumble and we will fall When I kept silent with sin, which causes suffering, my bones wasted away. I roared in prayer throughout the day. My suffering does not abate. By day and by night, your hand, God, weighed upon me. In other words, the punishment, I feel a heavy hand putting pressure on me. It's as if the sin is weighing so heavily upon me, and the punishment that follows weighs heavily upon me. My moisture, my vitality has left me, as if by the summer heat. Now Pasukhaish is what we're going to be focusing on. Khatasi Odi My sin I will let known to you. The avoni my sin, my iniquity I will not cover up. I said, O I will admit upon me my sin, my iniquity to God. And once I admit, I will let my sin be known to you, you will carry my iniquity and my sin Pasuk Vav over this every pious person will will pray everyone will pray at the time of searching do not let the mighty waters reach me, do not let me be swept away by my sin, do not let me drown in my inukini, a love the mighty waters will not reach he who repents, he who admits his sin when I was a kid that was made into a beautiful song I don't know if any of you remember it, I'm not going to sing it, but you are a hiding place for me God, protect me from my enemies, Rene Fat, surround me with songs of deliverance, like Rina, the sovavani cell, those songs of Rina, deliverance shall um, surround me, Pas and then the psalmist quotes what is god's response to the sinner hashem says i will make you discerning i will enlighten you on the path upon which you should go sham says if you come back to me if you admit your sin i will enlighten you and take me back my eye will be upon you to advise you and then god says to the sinner do not be like a like a horse a sus like a mule that has no understanding when it comes to animals they act only according to instinct it's not their fault that's what they're supposed to act they can't make a choice am i going to migrate or not migrate the alligator in the river the crocodile doesn't say should i eat the floundering baby lion that's trying to cross no that's not a good example Wildebeest. Well, the beast. the uh, crocodile in the river of the Masaimara Mara does not say, Ooh, should I eat the migrating wildebeest that's struggling in the water or not? It acts according to instinct. The psalmist says that God says to us, Do not be like a horse, do not be like a mule without any understanding. Their wildness must be restrained with a bridle, lest it approach you. No, know, a person has a discernment, the person has secha, a person must think. Rabbi the Rasha, there are many pains upon the wicked person, but he who trusts in God. Bitokhan is a recurring theme in so many of the Kapitakh we have studied. But one who trusts in God, kindness will surround him. And then finally, we end on a note of hope. Bahashem, rejoice in God. Vigilu tzadikim, let the righteous be glad, let them have rejoicing. And all those of straight heart, will sing to Hashem I want to talk about Pas case specifically where David Mallah has great courage and he says hatasi I will let you know my sin I will not cover up my iniquity A I will say Hashem, my iniquity will testify upon me will admit I will admit my sin to God. And when we do that, Vatana Sasa Von Chatasi Sela Hashem will carry our iniquity. This reminds me very much. So, usually, it takes great courage to admit. People don't want to admit they're wrong. We don't want to admit we are sinners. We want to think everything is perfect, everything is wonderful. We want to wipe the slate clean and stand before God as perfect, whole human beings who have never sinned. But Abba and says that's not the path to repentance. It is important to let the sin be known. It is important not to cover up the sin. It is important for the path of Teshuvah to admit the sin before the Rebojom. This reminds me of the Mizbeach, that is made of stones. The Pasuk tells us, write it in the Parshish Yisrael. If you make for me an altar of stones, do not make cut stones. Don't make smooth stones. If you cut the stones of the Mizbeach Avanim with the sword, you will have defiled the Mizbeach. The Mizbeh has to be smooth, whole stones. I'm also look at when this type of Mizbech is uh, instructed, Chavzayin, From whole stones, uncut stones, you have to make the Mizbech of Hashem. Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, the Rav, and this is adapted from a Yiddish year that he gave in 1965. I quote from the Sefer, the Rav, thinking aloud from the Parsha Sefer Shmos. The Mizbech is a symbol of Kapara. What is the seichel? Why did the Torah say that the mizbeach, the altar, cannot be cut from smooth stones? We have to take stones as they are. Might not be so nice. They might be imperfect. They might be um, bulging on one side and uneven on the other side. But from that, we make the mizbeach. Why? Teaches the Rav, Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechuk, Zatzal, I think the reason is simple. The mizbeach is a symbol of kapara, atonement for the Bnei Israel. On the temple stood, the altar atoned. The mizbech atoned for a person's sins. The symbol of the mizbech is a symbol of kapara, atonement, teshuva, repentance. The symbol of vidui, confession. On the Mizbeh, they brought a lot of karbanos, a lot of offerings. But the highest, holiest karbanos brought on the mezbech were the chathos and the asham, sin offerings. And if somebody was makir of a carbon on the misbeh, when a person came to offer a sacrifice on the altar, he had to be misvada. He had to say vidui over the carbon. And if you look at the Ramban to Sefer VaYikra, Perak Al, Pasuk Tes, you will see how the Ramban describes that. Really, when a person brings a carbon, he should think it's me. I am the sinner. But in God's great mercy, He takes a tamura, a substitute instead of me. But it should really be me says the Rav. The the vidui, it's not just to say chatasi, it's not just to say I sinned. There's no kunz The Jewish vidui says a person realizes when he sins, he failed. He's at fault. Chatasi does not mean I sinned. Chet means I failed. And actually chet means to miss the target. If you shoot, for example, a bow and arrow and you miss the target, that's a chet, to miss the target. So chet doesn't mean I sinned, it means I failed, I missed the target. And it could be his entire life is a failure. It could be If one shoots and he doesn't find the point where he wanted to reach, he is yachta hamatara. He missed the target, failed, bankruptcy. This is hate. When a person says vidui, when he confesses a sin, Dabra HaMelech is confessing there. He says, I will let you know my sin, God. I will not cover up my iniquity. Amarti, I will say, O I will admit upon me my sin to God. He talks about Khata, Avon, and Pesha. Three different types of iniquity in this question. In this in this question. Three different types of iniquity in this statement of admission of sin. Admit takes great courage, says the Rav. When a person says vidui, there's another aspect. Quote, a person cannot rationalize himself when he says vidui. He cannot say, chatasi, I sinned. But, you know, it was hard. I sinned because I dagas I was worried about pranasa. I have other sorrows, other troubles. And the her is so strong. I am so weak, so my male, I sinned. When one says vidui, he can't look for mitigating or extenuating circumstances. This we can't look for if a jew wants to be malamed upon himself when he's saying vidui, he wants to give himself the benefit of the doubt while he's confessing the vidui is not vidui it's not confession it's rationalization and it's worthless vidui is accusation a person has to have great strength to accuse himself this is one of the greatest challenges and in this capital, that's totally what this reminds me of david Mech is describing how heavy he feels from sin how the sin weighs down upon him by day and by night when he has the courage to let his sin his chata be known not to cover up his avonos and to admit the pasha before hashem and so what does this have to do with the mizbeach says therefore the mizbeach which is the symbol of vidui and kapara confession and atonement must be built from natural primitive stones exactly as they were dug out of the ground you cannot cut them with a type of tool Avanim shleimos, whole stones. Don't cut the stones. It shouldn't be too smooth because the mizbech is a symbol of vidui. When one comes with confession, with achatas before the ribonish Olam, he can't come smoothed out. Stand before the ribonish Olam, no different than you really are. Lotivna esen gazis. Don't smooth out the stones. Leave the stones natural as they were because those stones represent a human being. Don't smooth yourself out when you stand before God. You sinned? Admit it. Hashem knows anyway. So what is the point of trying to cover up? That's exactly what David HaMelech says. I will not cover up my sin. I acknowledge my sin to you. I don't hide my iniquity. I confess my transgressions. Yes, the stones weren't so nice, as the Rav. They could have been cut and worked on with all types of implements. They could have been very smooth. The Mizbech would have been a lot nicer. But we don't do that, because what's done to the mizbech is what a person tries to do to himself. And then the entire Indian of the mizbech would be lost if you smooth out the stone. It's not the point. The mizbech is a mirror of a natural person who sinned, who became tamay. He is impure, He's ritually defiled from sin. You must look at the mizbech and see his own reflection. And that's why the Pasuk says, You wave your sword. If you smooth out the stones, you have profaned the altar. Because a sword is an instrument used to cut things, to smooth out. But when you come to the Mizbeach, don't smooth yourself out before Hashem when you bring your karban khatas. The sword is a symbol of smoothing, rationalizing yourself. You may not do this when you come to repent. If you do, your karban will not be accepted. The Mizbeach, the altar, cannot be gazit, smooth, because a person must stand before the world pasha without chachmas, don't make all kinds of rationalizations. Stand before God with all your blemishes, this is the Jewish outlook. And that's the key to Teshuva. Only when we recognize our sin, admit our sin, face our sin, own up, acknowledge our sin, can we ever come back to Teshuvah. And that's what David Amal says here in Odiyacha. I'm not afraid. I will let my sin be known to you, God. I'm not covering up my Avon. I said, I will admit upon myself, my iniquity to God. And when we do that, the end of the Pasuk, And when we do this, he will carry, he will forgive the iniquity, the sin, the guilt, when we can be truly who we are before the Rebun HaSholam, and it takes great courage. Hashem will forgive us. And finally, like the blast Pasuk says, Rejoice in Hashem. Exalt, O righteous ones, and all those who are of yashar heart, straight heart, will sing and rejoice in God. Thank you for learning with me. I look forward to continuing our learning tomorrow. I thank you all, and I wish you a wonderful day. Kol Tov.